If you are feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious or feeling stressed, this episode is for you. Hello everyone! Welcome to Paano Bato the Podcast, now a Spotify exclusive! Uh, so happy that you are joining me today as I close out April. Um, our topic is pandemic anxiety. This whole month, I've been speaking with different experts on how to handle this. And today, I'm so happy to have this woman back on Paano Bato. Her name is Dr. Joanna Herrera. She is a clinical psychologist. And prior to returning to the Philippines, she was a director of a community mental health program in the Bay Area in California. And she is currently the president and co-founder of We Thrive Inc. and the executive director and co-founder of Circle of Hope. Doc Joanna or Doc Jabi is a wonderful, 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 wonderful woman that to be honest, I've never met her personally. I met her a year ago, just virtually in an event, and we instantly clicked, and I'm so glad to be able to share this very important conversation with you. Uh, towards the end of the episode, she takes us through a practice, um, and I think I will be replaying that part when I do feel overwhelmed. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. Yes, welcome back to Paano Ba To, Doc Javi. Hello. Hi, Bianca. We're here again. <laughs> I can't believe it's been a year, almost a year since our last conversation like this. Would you have thought last year that a year after we'd still be here? No, no. I thought I, I would be traveling by this time. Oh, it's unbelievable. No, it's so surreal. It's, it is so surreal. And in case um, someone watching this or listening to this missed um, our first conversation with Dr. Joanna, that was last year. You can look it up. Still one of my absolute favorite um, episodes I've done. It's how to thrive in crisis. And it's just really such helpful advice, especially at a time like this. But like you mentioned, Doc, um, Letters have been pouring in about iba na yung level ng anxiety ngayon, a year yeah. after. And I'd like to share lang some letters with you. Um, from Ange, sabi niya, I just want to ask advice on how to stay sane and calm amidst this global pandemic, especially if you're away from your loved ones. From Kirsten, how do I know if I'm having anxiety attacks? Because I think I have, but I'm not sure. And from Marsh, any activity na pwedeng gawin sa bahay to cope up with breakdowns or kaya proper mindset or suggestion para malesen yung anxiety almost every day. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Um, it's a very widespread feeling. No? I mean, stress and anxiety have been very prevalent since last year. But I think um, this prolonged pandemic has really set in a, a different, level of fatigue and stress so and you know bianca as, as i talk about this i have to have to share that i have no i'm not in a psychological shangri-la either so um so as i share this it's you know i am also in touch with my own vulnerability and 
my own struggles, we are all vulnerable. Um, not even mental health professionals are protected from the struggle and vulnerability that these times are, you know, um, giving to us. So, Wow. Thank yeah. you for sharing that, Doc, um, first of all, because you're right, No, You as a psychologist, as a mental health professional, you are also not... Um, Ah, uh, hindi ka exempted kumbaga <laughs> sa feeling yes. na ito. Yes. And I guess you, yeah, uh, thank you for sharing that. It makes us feel uh, less alone, of course. And um, yeah, so what is it that you want to share with us today, Doc? Yeah, so I mentioned a while ago that um, that pandemic fatigue has really set in because of this, you know, prolonged and severe stress. And lately, you know, as the COVID cases have been rising here in our country and in other parts of the world, there has been a lot of grief, of loss, no? perhaps much more than before. And, and, and it seems to be getting closer and closer. Like people we know, people who are close to us. So parang the way we see COVID-19 crisis now, it's, it's, you know, it's become a traumatic stressor event. So um, it's it's producing experiences and symptoms that are very similar to what we see in post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, mm-hmm. the hypervigilance, not the, how sometimes numbed we are from our feelings. And this prolonged and severe event also exacerbates mental health conditions. So um, our nervous system is experiencing tremendous stress. And it's important to know that um, our experience is, is a mind-body experience. So we really have to be aware and to take care of ourselves, uh, not just in terms of our psychological well-being, but you know, taking care of our body is also really a big part of that. Yeah. I see this chart that you shared. Um with me and it has very very uh interesting phrases ability to self-soothe comfort zone and this Uh that i always hear but i i i I have to be honest i don't fully understand yet the fight or flight and the freeze yeah yeah um it's a very important map you know knowing our nervous system is really important for us to manage our stress recovery during these times. So um, it's it's very normal and natural for us to feel threatened by what's happening around. Because it's 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 an inheritance. <laughs> Parang there's a, there's a, a legacy for, for our stress response to be activated whenever we feel threatened. So um, when when we can manage our stressors, you know, when there are not a lot of big things happening outside of us or inside of us, we, you know, we're usually inhabiting our safe zone, our zone, our zone of comfort, our zone of connectedness, our calmness. And for the most part of our lives, that's that's where we want to be. Not that we're always there, but but inhabiting our safe zone makes us healthy mentally and physically. But of course, the more stress we have to deal with externally our stress response gets activated, activated, activated. And that pushes us into our sympathetic zone, our, our fight or flight. And so our nervous system gets aroused, it gets uh, exhausted, and, and then we have to respond to the stress um, by trying to avoid it because it's already overwhelming 
or we're trying to fight it, which means, um, you know, we, we get angry and irritable <laughs> much more easily. You know, so, so very simply, that's, that's, that's what fight or flight looks like. So fight or flight is yun nga, parang either you ignore it, run away from it, do everything you can para isipin na wala mm-hmm. siya dyan, or yes. fight, which is yun nga, um, with everything you can, you will try to uh, control it even if hindi siya controllable. What is yeah. freeze? The freeze zone, Doc? Yeah, so sometimes when we are staying in the sympathetic nervous system for a long time, um, we can, it can exhaust and deplete us. So beyond the sympathetic nervous system, we can get into our free zone, which is parang sobrang pagod, sobrang exhaustion. It's like, you know, we just begin to avoid it, to space out, to feel indifferent, apathetic, to feel numb, to burn out. Because um, being in the sympathetic zone takes a lot of energy. It, it's um, that's where adrenaline pours in, our cortisol pours in, your stress hormones, and we can only maintain that for a certain period of time. You know, so pagintay na recover dun, we, we end up going to our free zone, and 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 that's the point where we become more, siguro more likely to, it, it's there's more risk for depression. Doc, when you say the sympathetic zone, that is the That's our fight or flight. flight. Yes. So, syempre, nakakapagod to be there. And so, yeah. sometimes, it goes to the freeze zone. But like you said, um, ideally, dito tayo sa, sa gitna. Sort of like ideally. the flourish zone. The flourish, the safe, connected, grounded, calm zone. And it has become harder for us to to live in that zone with you know these challenges we're having right now i super super appreciate this like um points to ponder these questions to to ask ourselves and a lot of people i guess do it through journaling a lot of people do it through meditation. Um, but I think whether and if you're not the meditating or journaling type, a conversation with a trusted friend or a family yes. member talking about and sorting through things like this. Yeah. Well, connection is the most important practice or factor in downregulating our stress. I mean, hands down, it's the number one factor in promoting our happiness. So the quality of our relationships matters so much to our happiness and, and, and the way we recover from stress. So um, especially during this time. So I think as we think about how do we practice taking care of ourselves, it's not separate from taking care of other people and, and connecting with others. So our ability to be present to others, um, our ability to be caring and to be generous, um, our ability to listen also, you know, it, it also helps us um, connect in a, in a way that, that puts us in our zone of thriving or flourishing. We are so hardwired to connect. We are such social beings. And this goes not just for extroverts, but for introverts as well. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Connection. Yes. 
Doc, you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to ask about because you said the many, many things going on outside, but also, and I guess more so, what's going on inside. And you have this beautiful quote that you shared with me here. Can you share it with everyone? Yeah. um, There's this class I'm attending now. It's the Inner MBA. And one of of the teachers is Jeremy Hunter. And he said something that I I, I caught and I really love. What's going on inside of you affects how you perceive what's outside and the choices you think you have. So it's not just what's happening to us externally. Um, actually, what matters more is, you know, the state that we cultivate within ourselves. And so um, if we let a negativity and, and fear-based reality um, inhabit our, our lives and our, our, our minds, um, it, it really, well, not just mentally but physiologically it creates kind of this sense of limitedness it really creates a tunnel vision and even our sensory perception becomes very narrow so parang yung aperture um the aperture of of our lens really kind of narrows constricts and limits um so our sense of possibility begins to diminish and and that's where we want to become intentional because there are paths to resilience we don't necessarily have to be taken over by our sympathetic zone or our free zone. We can always, you know, bring ourselves back to the zone of safety, of flourishing, of connection. Okay, I love that. The sort of tools to resilience. And although we don't want to, again, we don't want to glorify, romanticize resilience, we mm-hmm. deserve... Um, we deserve to be cared for by those in charge. However, developing resilience is, I guess, really for everyone's um, own good. And so you uh, wanted to share a few practical things that we can do whenever, because a lot of the letters earlier were like, how do I know when I'm like going to have an attack or like, um, I'm feeling yeah. so overwhelmed and parang I just want um, a practice to do to, to sort of help me calm down. Um, what can you share with us, Doc? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you for saying we don't want to glorify resilience. Resilience in the sense that we're just forcing ourselves to toughen up or to, to think that we can't have moments of, you know, just really needing, needing help and, and caring for ourselves. So it's really more about practicing stress recovery and practicing care for ourselves. Um, there are three important factors. And, and I think the factors also de- determine the practices that are important to stress recovery. And, and, um, these three factors are awareness, mindset, which I think came up in the question a while ago. What mindset can I can I take on in order to, you know, in order not to be taken over by what's happening outside? And and the third is practice. So awareness, mindset, and practice. So awareness is pausing to be present to ourselves with kindness and accepting wherever we find ourselves in. 
um, that pausing is important because we, we can't course correct unless we become aware of our location. <laughs> so it, it's important to locate ourselves with, with kindness and curiosity. Um, we need to know where our body is at. Um, usually stress is really felt in the body. Those aches and pains, um, the tightness, you know, and, and being really present to that. Um, I, I heard this new word recently, it's presencing, being present and sensing. I think we need presencing. to Yeah. Presencing. Yes. Okay. I like that term. Mm-hmm. So practicing that with ourselves, parang we, we can we can try to stop and take a moment to just sense, you know, what is happening in my body? Like, are there areas of tightness, areas of pain, areas of soreness that I need to attend to or pay attention to? And then sensing our emotions. What am I feeling? So not pushing it away, but kind of really embracing where we are, our, our fear, our anxiety, our, our anger, our sadness. Um, and also be present to our thoughts. Like what scripts are going on in my head? What's the inner dialogue that's playing out? So that's, that's awareness. I just wanted to share quickly because someone brought up mindset. Mindset is an important factor to stress recovery, right? So um, trying to overcome negativity, you know, negativity bias, because sometimes when, when, you know, when we're afraid, um, that becomes the pattern or the default pattern. So, so it's, it's nice to practice gratitude. It's nice to practice when we're overwhelmed with fear. What else is true? (laughs) What's making me feel safe right now? What's working well? And, Focusing on what we can control versus um, getting stuck with helplessness. Um, also, the mindset of possibility, which is, I love this question. I just heard it recently and I love it. Um, where in my current life do I feel the future? So, so instead of getting stuck with, with, gosh, it's kind of a never-ending state of fear with this pandemic. It's like, where in my current life do I feel the future? And um, what small steps can I take towards this? Wow, that is a beautiful question. And the first time I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, it's connected to what you said earlier about like, medyo minsan tunnel vision tayo. But if I guess you, again, be mindful and try to identify where you feel the future, it helps us, I guess, map out a way on how we can hopefully um, get there or accomplish that. Yes, so it can be well-being, it can be community, it can be like, um, you know, it can be connection, it can be a goal or a dream. Um, you know, even if we can't fully, fully um, embody that or make that a reality, you know, we, we can take nuggets, like even, you know, baby steps to nurture that. I, def- I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yan yung tipong pang cross-stitch sa unan <laughs> so that we remember that code. Mm-hmm. So this is the terrain practice. 
and um, it's actually a practice that was um, that's been popularized um, by Tara Brock, a spiritual teacher, a mindfulness teacher, and also a clinical psychologist. And, and, and so it's just a way for us to take a U-turn and to say yes to life when we're feeling narrow, constricted, and overwhelmed. So RAIN is a beautiful practice that, that that's not only awareness, it also takes us to, to practice. Um, it stands for recognizing. So R is recognizing where we are. And th that's where awareness comes in. Recognizing where we are in any given moment. And A stands for allowing and accepting. Allowing and accepting for whatever is there to be there. So it's a mind, it's also a mindset, I think. It's a mindset of, of letting be instead of resisting. And um, resistance creates a lot more struggle and pain. But when we allow and accept what's there to be there, it's it's like it's saying yes to where we are, not you know not pushing ourselves um, to be to be strong or to toughen up, you know. So, A I stands for investigating, and this is being curious, suspending judgment, just investigating what's what's really difficult for me in this situation, and. Um, you know, how, how am I feeling vulnerable? What, what about this situation is making me feel vulnerable? And, and N is the practice of nurturing. What part of me is needing to feel protected, comforted, and how can I do that for myself in a very concrete way? You know, we, we don't have to have meditation practice to do this, but maybe putting ourselves in a, in a, in a state of quiet. Um, don't even have to close our eyes if we're not feel, feeling comfortable with that. We can even do this journaling style, just reflecting. But it might help to take a few soothing breaths with the intention that we're here to care for ourselves. Allowing each breath to be a sense of arriving and coming home the presence, um, and that the intention is for us to pay real attention to ourselves. Each breath linking us, connecting us to the life that's within us and the life that we share with, with others. So in RAIN, we start with recognizing what is happening. So we can gently inquire and become curious about what is happening inside me right now. Take a moment to become aware of whatever is predominant or the overall emotional tone that is present within me right now. And whatever it is, we accept and allow it just as it is. Maybe it's sadness, maybe it's overwhelm, it's irritability, it's anger, maybe it's a sense of calmness and ease. So allowing it to be what it is, sending a message to ourselves to let this be, saying a yes, saying yes to this experience, simply noticing what is, what is true without pushing away or controlling anything. Letting it be. Um, we gently investigate. We, we bring an interesting and, and kind attention to this 
to this emotion, to this experience. Maybe asking ourselves, what's, what's the most difficult part of this? What is the worst part of this? How does this emotion want me to be with it? What's this emotion needing and wanting from me? And and is simply to, to nurture ourselves with loving presence. So calling on the wisest and most compassionate part of ourselves, or, or maybe calling on a, a wise and compassionate presence right now, someone we know or or God or any being that that is a compassionate presence for us to offer a response to this. To this part of ourselves that's struggling, having difficulty. Maybe there's a word that might um, speak to us of nurturance. Maybe there's an invitation to, to comfort, protect, or care for ourselves in, in, in some way. Resting, taking a break, whatever it is, inviting that in. And coming back home to our breath. I can already imagine myself just replaying this part whenever I feel like I want to be still, but like um, I just want someone talking to me in your soothing voice. Um, and it's only actually this past year as well that I really became more mindful of the power of our breath. Yeah. Like it's something we really <laughs> truly take for granted because we just like breathe naturally without thinking about it. But I have found many times in the past few months that whenever I feel overwhelmed, when I just like sit still and focus on breathing, it's so powerful. That's so crazy. Bianca, I cannot agree more. The breath is so restorative, um, physically, psychologically, spiritually. You know, physically, one conscious intentional breath, mindful breathing really brings us back into our safe zone from our, our, our sympathetic nervous system, you know, from our fight or flight or freeze. So physiologically, it really gives us restoration. Psychologically, it gives us a sense of spaciousness and possibility. And spiritually, we can connect with the breath in the breath. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Thank you so much, Doc. As always, oh my goodness, super, super helpful. And to everyone who is bitten with Doc's um, practice of RAIN, uh, you do have a regular Monday session that everyone can join? Yes, this is free. So at We Thrive, we are on Facebook and Instagram, but our, our Facebook page is We Thrive Inc. So you can look for us. And on, on Mondays, we do Mindful Mondays at 6 p.m. So it's a free practice. Um, we live stream it. Uh, let's be a mindful community. We can practice together and strengthen and, and accompany each other in this journey. Yeah, which is, like you said, that connection is much needed. It seems very, very simple, but it is essential to yeah. our well-being. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this, Bianca. You're, this has been, you know, um, so helpful to so many people. Thank you oh. for doing the work you do. Oh my goodness. No, I have to thank you and the many, many other experts who so generously share your, your wisdom, your um, practices to help a lot of people. I am only the medium, so I, I really am truly grateful to you um, for your time. Thank you, Doc. You're very welcome. I do hope this episode was as helpful for you as it was for me. And thank you everyone for joining me for Paano Ba to the podcast. Once again, now a Spotify exclusive and still powered by Globe Studios, of course. And to anyone who might be thinking of making your own podcast, this is the sign you've been waiting for. And I encourage you to try out Anchor. So just visit anchor.fm and it's super easy to be able to create your own podcast there. Till our next episode, everyone, stay safe, stay well, stay sane. And I will catch you again next time.